0: So here we are then, my first ever podcast. First of all, a huge thank you for tuning in. My mission is going to be to make you laugh, make you smile and bring back some great memories from one of the country's funniest ever programmes. And boy, do we need it right now. So I'm recording this at the late stage of lockdown, end of June 2020, it's been a bit of a shit show so far, isn't it, 2020? We thought that 2016 was bad, when it was just a little warm-up with Trump, Brexit and half of show business dropping off the perch. We seem to need comedy now more than ever. Comedy has always been a huge part of my life. My main passion was only fools and horses, and it always will be. But there's so many others, One Foot in the Grey, Forty Towers, The Office, Alan Partridge, Royal Family, Finn Blue Line, the list goes on. I've been inspired recently by listening to some fantastic podcasts like The Only Fools and Horses and The One Foot in the Podcast. Please check them out. They're truly great and hosted by some fantastic people. So, share. I hear you ask, why Carshare? Well, firstly, it's Peter Kay, a true comical genius. One of these people that can just make you laugh by opening his mouth. The chemistry on this show with Sean Gibson is unreal. I love the story behind Sean, too. The way that she met Peter when they were young and she hadn't done much acting and was doing a series of normal jobs when she got the call for car share. It's a heartwarming programme, it's bittersweet and it's so funny. The music provided by Forever FM is quality. Basically, for me, when you put on an episode of car share, it's like going home. Going home to something cosy and comfortable. It's like pie and chips, or perhaps should I say, in the case of car share, quiche. Now you have to be quite a good fan to get back to that point there. Over the next few weeks and months, I plan to review each episode, the moments, the incidents and the music played. I start alone, but I would love to have company very soon. I'd love to hear from other fans, share some funny moments and some funny stories. It would be great, of course, to get interviews with cast members and production members. And who knows, maybe even a few big names in a few months time. I'd love to hear from you guys, have some ideas, feedback, a lot. I'm new to this and I want it to work and I want it to work for you guys. So please, please let me know what you'd like uh, me to feature on this podcast. I have got some ideas for some features. Some will work, some won't, but such is life. Sometimes you just have to take the plunge. So here we go then, reviewing episode one. Well, first of all, we're introduced to uh, John in the car, of course, um, driving on his way to pick up Kaylee, And uh, the sat-nav is driving him absolutely mad. Uh, One of my favourite lines in these first opening scenes is uh, me and you are gonna fall out he basically has a full-on conversation with the satin ab for the first couple of minutes um at one point he actually hits a dead end and uh, one of the uh, hilarious first few quotes he says is uh, you're off your tits you now i can't do a northern accent i'm afraid so you're gonna have to imagine that and i don't want to offend anyone by even attempting a a, a northern accent there um Towards the end, when he finally does actually get towards Katie's, um, for me, it really is funny the fact that um, he is having a full-on conversation uh, with the sat nav by saying, uh, "What's up? You sulking now?" Um, it's as if this is John's relationship, if you like, because uh, we soon find out that it seems like he's been single a little while, and. Um, the way that he talks to us perhaps he 's had similar issues with uh, exes in the past i don't, i don't know, but um it, it's quite amusing that uh, he has this full on full on go um, you can get i had a little look um i don 't know if you guys have had um ups and downs with sat but I've had a little look and uh, you can get some fantastic pre-recorded voices now uh, if, if I had a choice um, it would have to be Bryn from Gavin and Stacey I think Rob Bryden would be a very calming voice on a sat whereas Gary Barlow for me with that Manchester drone he'd send me to sleep so we're on the program now then we're just uh John's just collecting Kaylee. I love that. Uh, Not a bother. Um, Straight away, he picks her up and uh yeah it wasn't it wasn't a problem finding you at all of course uh, perhaps not meaning to be sexist but a typical man there doesn't want to uh, suggest that he had difficulty finding her and uh, straight away we notice she's got a bottle of something in her hand a bottle of water with some kind of uh, liquid in which we will soon uh, find out what that is um now what's interesting is that Katie seems immediately pleased um when she sees John uh, smiling confident um and it's interesting she says she's never been in a car with a stranger before now for me that's an early nod to uh one of the most famous scenes we'll be discussing in a few episodes time which is the uh the dogging scene uh, <laughs> so uh there we are she's never been in the car with a stranger before perhaps john should have realized uh in a couple of episodes time that uh, she couldn't have been dogging in terms of what he've Means by the by the word uh, after that comment that she's never been in the car with a stranger before. One of the first things that Kaylee does is turns the radio on and changes from Five Live. So John's been listening to Five Live and clearly been doing that for some time on the commute to work. And she changes it to Forever FM, and we are introduced to the wonder that is forever fm now the first song is one of my favorites and it's not one of my favorites because it's a great song no disrespect but it's just it reminds me of this program and it's a song called martica's kitchen i don't know if many of you would have even heard of this um it's from 1991 now wikipedia says that Martika is actually a former child actor her album reached number fifteen in the UK charts. Her biggest hit that she was more famous for was Toy Soldiers in 1988. See, this podcast, it's going to be an education for you guys. You see, you're going to learn stuff. It's not just a podcast. It's also a bit of an education. And we all need a bit of homeschooling at the moment, don't we? In 1997, this made me laugh, Martika's greatest hit sold half a million, fair play, half a million worldwide with the title More Than You Know. I love that I think that's very humorous very car share-esque that isn't it uh greatest hits more than you know also of course I appreciate it's Wikipedia and it could be um edited by any Tom Dick or Harry with emphasis on the word Dick probably um but uh, it made me laugh when it uh talked about Martika's life now and uh, what she's been up to in the last few years and it said she spent several years concentrating on married life concentrating Does married life really need that much concentration? Is it a full-time job? I mean, what does it say about a husband? Um, So Martika, perhaps that could be my first target as a celebrity to get onto the podcast. There we go. If any of you listening have any connections to Martika or you follow her on social media, let us know. I'd love to find out a bit more about Martika. Perhaps get some marriage tips from her. So John doesn't initially seem very impressed by uh, Kaylee uh, playing Forever F- FM, uh, but Kaylee quickly educates him and quotes Forever Forever FM's timeline. Put my teeth back in. Playing timeless hits now and forever. They then discuss uh, a little bit about what they're doing. So why Carsha? Uh, why they're they both work for the same company? Uh, they've both got fairly similar badges on. Um, and uh, John explains, well, it's good for the environment. Oh, and also there's not enough parking spaces at work. I've um, given this a little bit of thought with COVID-19, obviously filming um, sort of towards the end of the pandemic, touch wood in the UK. but it's very much fresh in our thoughts. And um, would we see more or less car share as a result of COVID? I suppose in one way we could say we might see more because... Um, Uh, you know environmental reasons etc but in in another way we could see less because of social distancing etc certainly car share the very idea of this sitcom wouldn't work with face masks or face coverings really uh interesting Uh, as that conversation ends John starts singing quietly to Matika's kitchen so there he is um sort of slagging off knocking it um, and he does indeed he completely um mocks Martika's kitchen uh but within a minute or two he's uh singing along to it there one of the funniest moments early on uh just three or four minutes into the episode happens then probably one of the most memorable moments in the first series uh kaylee accidentally spills her drink over john um john's reaction is hilarious to this um straight away says, Is it Red Bull? And then oh it smells are sweet and sour. Um <laughs> He's absolutely appalled by having this drink over him. Um it brought back memories again Red Bull. I mean, is it me or does that feel old school already? Uh it just brings back memories of jugs of vodka and Red Bull and clubbing, um and how that for me, probably too much information coming up, but certainly gave bit of the shits um bit of a story first year at uni um met this girl in my halls we were really good friends possibly a little bit more a bit John and Kaylee-esque I guess and um in the Christmas holidays I arranged a date-ish with her if you want to call it that in London and obviously 18 at the time and I thought my god it's a daytime uh it's a trip, daytime date how the hell am I gonna get confidence for this I can't drink alcohol at this time in the morning um eight o'clock back then couldn't handle that um so what will I do and I thought right i get a buzz from drinking lots of energy drinks that would give me a buzz and I'll be hyper anyway so drank some uh, coffee some red bull early morning um and uh, yeah safe to say that before I left the train um, I had an accident and throughout the rest of the day although I'd managed to get to London and sort of survive the day-ish I spent most of it in the toilet and most of it in absolute pain so let that be a lesson to you all there. Um, So um, one of the funniest things that John says um, as his reactions continue to having this drink spill over him is I've got your piss in my mouth Perhaps that was a premonition to uh, what was going to happen later on in their relationship. Who knows? Filthy. Absolutely filthy. Um, So John obviously also asks why um, Kayleigh has got this drink in the car. And she says, oh, um, her Kieran um, has taken the funnel to Basra. Taken a funnel to Basra. Um, The mind boggles as to what that is. We do find out um, a little bit later on that he's a chef in the army um but i don't know call me uh, naive but i'd be happy to hear from you guys why do you think you need to funnel and uh, i can't imagine him taking it in the suitcase um anyway so kaylee says look i can sort out your shirt let's go back to mine i couldn't I, I you know we, we we can dry it out etc and john explains now i've got an appraisal at half past nine i've got no time for the shirt to dry um, around this time we we hear one of the first adverts that come on forever fm now throughout the series. They might well be missed by a lot of you, but there are some hilarious adverts uh, that, that that come out throughout the series. The first one is for a windows firm. I think it might be a double glazing firm, and it refers to shattering prices so an easy but cheap joke um, there are a lot better, but um, they, they they certainly are worth a, a, a giggle throughout the series. Then we uh, see this fantastic scene of John um, sitting in the car wearing a I Ran the World t-shirt running top. Not very flattering. It's like a tank top, effectively. All of his arms are completely bare, so you can see the hair at the top of his arms. Um, and clearly an old t-shirt, clearly clearly well uh, worn, uh, the I Ran the World uh, text is uh, pretty battered. Um, now I looked at this and thought, what the hell is this t shirt? I have kind of remembered seeing stuff like this before. Um, so I had a little Google, um, other search engines are available, and it all goes back to SportsAid. It was um, for SportsAid in 1986, it was supported by UNICEF and Band Aid, and it was a worldwide event where at 3 pm GMT, a total of 19.8 million runners ran, jogged, or walked 10 kilometres. To support african famine relief charities so obviously john had got himself um, uh, into this in 1986 he would have been quite young at that age big question what the hell was it doing um in the car what did he have why did he have it uh was it in a bag um it just seems very very random that he had that t-shirt um now No disrespect to him, but he doesn't have the figure to suggest that perhaps he's into his running or his gym. Um, So it does appear to be a rather strange thing for him to uh, have in the car. Um, Shortly after, uh, we hear the first uh, of a regular competition on the radio, which is uh, in the toaster. Which celebrity is in the toaster? Which is just an absolutely strange concept uh, we may go back to later on in the podcast in the next few episodes. So um as they talk about the smell um on the John shirt, and again Katie thinking that the smell can come out etc um as they pull up to um, a roundabout in traffic um John glances out and he makes eye contact uh with a girl in another car. Uh, it's quite a quite a a nice sort of smile that uh, she sent back to him. But then quickly he you can tell we feel self-conscious as he remembers he's wearing this uh uh, tank top, this eye around the world uh, top. Now it's not the first time in the series he does this, and it makes you wonder. Uh, you know, is John a wannabe player, um, or does it just show that he's lonely but shy, and you know, does it show that he has got the appetite uh, for, for meeting someone? Uh, it's quite interesting. This lady, she's she, she's driving a, a nice car, um, looks like an Audi, um, quite an attractive lady, and uh, yeah, John does very well to, me- to make eye contact there, but. Um, Unfortunately, uh, ironically, perhaps, because of Kaylee's actions, um, it uh, doesn't give him the best look. So the conversation moves on to holidays. John explains he hasn't been on holidays for a while, uh, but then says he did go to Malta a few years ago. Kayleigh asks who he went with, and li- this leads to um, a g- the, the gay comment. Now, Kayleigh basically um, straight away comes out with it and says, Oh, what's his name? You know, what was uh, your partner's name? Oh. And. <laughs> Now, John's reaction, gay? I'm not gay in any sense of the word. And uh, Kaylee sort of explains, well, uh, you know, John says, well, why why do you think I'm gay? And she says, well, you're always on your own and uh, you live with your mother, don't you? Um, And then it quickly develops that um, Kaylee has been told by Diane on Foods um, that John was gay. And um, the final camel that broke the straw straws back evidently in terms of the um supermarket uh workers thinking that john was gay is that he danced to i am what i am by gloria Gaynor at last year's christmas party and apparently excuse me he uh, was dancing too enthusiastically so for me when i was thinking about this episode um this was really interesting um it seems quite out of its time. I mean, bear in mind, we're only talking about five, five, six years ago now that this series came out. Um, could you even get away with this now? I, I, I don't know. There's nothing homophobic per se within it. Um, but John obviously gets very defensive, very, very defensive at the idea that he might be gay. And it seems very Stone Age, the the reasons provided by Kaylee. Uh, to support why she thinks he might be gay, forgetting the Diane thing. Um, he lives with his mother. Uh, I mean, again, 20, 30 years ago, this was probably a thing that if you're an older person who's still living with your parents, maybe it's Cliff Richard syndrome, I don't know, but perhaps that means you're gay because you haven't found a, a partner of the opposite sex and you're probably in the closet. Um, I would imagine uh, that's what the thinking was. Um, but it seems madness because now a lot of people into their late twenties, thirties, potentially early forties, even, um, have to live with their parents uh, due to the high costs of rent and the high cost of buying a, a house in this country. So it, it does seem a little bit of a, a little bit of a dated comment. That uh, I do found that um, very um, very interesting. Um, so and the Gloria Gaynor comment as well. I mean, again, that um, Gloria Gaynor. Obviously, a, a sort of gay icon um, uh, over the years, but it, it does seem to be very uh, dated, that. But, um, yeah, John's reaction, very, very strong. No, no, I'm, I, I'm not gay, that's for sure. And uh, this is where the... Uh, we'll come back to it in a little bit, but the big gay mute uh, phrase comes out as well, which uh, we'll go back to. Um, they talk about John dancing. Uh, too enthusiastically to that Gloria Gaynor song. And it did make me think as well, what's the most embarrassing thing perhaps you've done at your Christmas party? I'll be honest, I think I'm okay. But I'm always worried because I was trying to think of something and I couldn't. Uh, which perhaps makes me more worried because it means that I can't perhaps remember something embarrassing I've done. Um, certainly nothing sprang to mind, uh, <laughs> which is concerning. Um, so uh, if you know something I don't about me and you listen to this, please don't say anything. Um, other than that, though, I would love to hear from you guys in terms of uh, the funniest, most embarrassing thing you've done or seen perhaps at uh, a Christmas party. Um, it's really interesting as well because... These guys, Kaylee and John, work in a supermarket now. We get to see the entrance to it. We don't know the size of it. We can only imagine the size of it. Um, It can't be that big, you would imagine. It might be reasonable size, but I don't know. A supermarket, maybe a large supermarket, might have 100 to 150 employees. I don't know. I'm not an expert. But it just seems a bit strange to me that... They wouldn't have had more contact before. So I imagine they can't work anywhere near together as Kaylee seems the type who loves the gossip and couldn't resist. So if Diane on Food said that she thinks John is gay, then you would have thought that Kaylee would have somehow uh, spark, you know, got an excuse to spark up a conversation with him, perhaps. Um, so yeah, there we are. And there's also another comment um, when John's getting really defensive uh, at this part of the episode where Kaylee says, All right, Freddie, keep your vest on. Um, which is obviously a reference to Freddie Mercury. Again, I don't... You know, I'm not suggesting for one moment... um, I won't consider myself a woke individual by any stretch, but again, it's that reference to sort of Freddie Mercury's homosexuality. And would that now... Cause any a, any issue at all? Um, very very pertinent to the times that we live in. Um, you know, obviously we've had things like Little Britain uh, go off um, on demand. Uh, understand the, the reasons behind that. Also, there was the issue with the Forty Towers episode, etc. And it just makes you wonder. Just makes you question. Um, uh, sort of looking back at things now. And again, this is we're only talking about a few years ago here as well. So we then move on. Um, and this I, I couldn't work this bit out. So if I'm missing something, and bear in mind I've still got a bit of lockdown brain, please let me know. Um, he puts on um, a new shirt they've pulled over. And he's putting on a, a clean, you know, the original shirt that had been obviously cleaned with a tie. So I don't know exactly what's happened there. Um... Because she says, Kaylee says, she did her best. So does that mean they did do a U-turn and go back to hers? I, I I, couldn't work that bit out. It didn't make a lot of sense to me, but I might be missing something there. Um, anyway, we move on. And uh, really interesting. Kayleigh, um still seems really interested in wanting to talk about John's past, particularly his love life, which... I've been told. I'm no expert. I'm no dating expert, but um, you know, the more people ask about you, in particular your your past love life, it may be an indicator that uh, there's some interest there. Um, And quite a lot of conversation throughout this first episode is actually linked to uh, both their their pasts and previous relationships. And Kaylee's saying to John, "What was she called? Your ex? You know, how long? How long were you for? Etc. How long were you going out for?" So just starting and bear in mind, you know, they're, they're early doors on um, into sort of getting to know each other. It's also quite funny because as they're talking in the car, you can just see the top of that I Round the world T-shirt still underneath uh, where John's collar is. Um, so uh, don't know if he realises that, but uh, I thought that wouldn't help him perhaps in his appraisal. Now, I'm someone you wouldn't believe it. I'm so mild mannered. I'm so chilled out until I get behind the wheel of a car. Now this isn't the uh the tip of the iceberg in terms of road rage incidences throughout the uh, car share series. This is just a, a tiny little part of it, but I can certainly relate to it. And um, I wanted to comment on it. Um, they they come up to a, a, a children's level crossing with a lollipop man, and uh, John sees a adult crossing and uh, obviously uh, voices his displeasure at that. And just a little thing, minor irritation, but yeah, I can completely relate to that. Uh, it is very annoying, and it does show that. Uh, John John can be a little grumpy bugger um, throughout the series. So um, Kieran was mentioned earlier on in the, in the episode by Kaylee, And the conversation moves on and John asks Kaylee if Kieran is her boyfriend. So again, it's really interesting that it's not just one of them um, sort of, inqui- you know, asking questions about, uh, that, that the other one's past and they love life, but it works both ways. So there's some big, big hints here. You can tell very early on there must be some chemistry here uh, for them to start asking these questions really early on as well. And uh, now for the young people listening, uh, you may not have even heard of this phrase because uh, John says, surprised you aren't courting. Courting, Katie says, how old are you? um now i do remember i'm 40 this year and i do remember the phrase courting i think my nan used it and i think probably just about my parents it certainly died out that phrase last 20 30 years but obviously effectively it means going out with each other if you like um kaylee explains that she's just started online dating and it's hard to meet someone at her age and uh, she, he gets it out of her, how old she is. She's uh, 36. Um, she um, declares herself as, you know, a ticking time bomb. Uh, and her eggs are going past their cell by date. And um, I found this very interesting. She says, the online dating uh, had a £50 joining fee. And John's in the comments that that's a bit steep, isn't it? And again, I know this is only a few years ago, but that seems to be just a little bit stone age, doesn't it? £50 joining V to join a dating agency. That's something that certainly happened in the 80s and into the 90s. But with the advance of the internet and the apps and... um, tinder and and all of that you know it just seems so dated have a joining fee you might have a monthly subscription but a joining fee is something that's very uh, 80s 90s and i don't know whether this is deliberate by the writers um, you know it's the pine chip syndrome i referred to at the start isn't it um, makes people feel comfortable reminds them of more simpler times um, perhaps that's what it is. I I, I really do. I, I, and I think that's part of this programme's charm and appeal. Um, that it does bring back some some, some good memories. So while they're uh, completing their journey to work, uh, we hear um, the Forever FM golden hour. This is something that happens, I think, in pretty much every episode. Um, I, now, the DJ's comment clues as to what the year is. Again, I found very interesting. Borderline controversial, Maybe. Um, Freddie died of AIDS and Julia Roberts starred in Sleeping with the Enemy and it sounds like Freddie may have been too what is meant by that? is that completely innocuous? I don't know it's, it's, it's got slightly darker undertones there hasn't it? Sleeping with the Enemy, Freddie Mercury oh, I don't know and I haven't seen anything online um, that, that, that's questioned this. And uh, that's what's interesting. You do podcasts like this and you analyse um, all the different lines. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting to hear your thoughts on that. Um, now, John gets the year right as 1991. I absolutely love my 90s music, which is probably a big reason why I like this show as well. And the uh, song comes on, REM, Losing My Religion. And they're driving into the uh, car park. And this is their first look at Ted, the trolley pusher. Um, and, uh, Ted the trolley pusher is pushing 20 trolleys, according to John, when everyone knows the max is 14. Well, I know that, uh, in the Guinness, uh, world records, um, a supermarket trolley pushing team, uh, did a lot more than that in 24 hours. Um, I don't know anything more about the health and safety regulations, but Ted looks, uh, a fairly jolly chap. Um, John asks him um when he can have his shovel back apparently um ted has got his shovel and uh we do find out that apparently uh it was used by uh, ted um when they had the big snow and very randomly ted says oh you can have it back on thursday so there we go. So one of my little features I thought I'd have a go at throughout this podcast is to take a minor character and uh, imagine a little bit more about this minor character, their life, what they do, what they've done, what they like, that kind of thing. And I thought we'd start with Ted on episode one. So my synopsis, if you like, of Ted, I think he was a real player in his day, a real charmer. He's a lovely man, but he's had a lot of bad luck in his life. Despite a tough childhood. He's always been positive, but found it harder to keep that positivity in his later life, as his bad luck with love and his career, things just didn't work out for him really. He wanted to be a DJ, but never cracked it. He had a job as a school caretaker, but gave it up as he felt with the kids' behaviour and the way education has gone downhill, he had enough. He lives on his own, likes to save up for a little holiday to Devon each year. He is a pet parrot, and he supports Liverpool FC. Very, very random. But there we are. That is Ted, people. So when you watch Car Share Next uh, and you see Ted, uh, that's what he's all about. Bless him. So there we go. Um, So that's halfway through the episode. And John and Kaylee going to work. We never see inside work. We just see them go in a door which says authorised personnel only there's a staff only sign above the door so this is another feature that I want to do each episode I want to imagine a scene that happens during the day we never get to see obviously anything that happens uh, in between them coming to work uh, getting to work and driving home in the evening so this is my imagined scene so I'm imagining that Kaylee couldn't resist seeing how the appraisal went and uh, basically she wants to find out John got away with the smell of the piss on his shirt. So she takes a break to go knock on his door, which she never has done before. He's shocked at first, but Kaylee quickly makes herself at home and starts commenting on everything in his office, including a photo of his mum and nan on his desk. She comments that she also has a photo of someone she loves on her locker, Brad Pitt. Kaylee asks how the appraisal went and John says it's private and he can't say anything. Kaylee teases him and says, you got a pay rise, didn't you? John looks appalled, but can't resist a little smile, but says, you can't ask. That's a sackable offence. Just a little one. Did you get just a little one? Diane said you look like a man with a little one, said Kaylee. John says, that's it. Me and Diane, Diana are going to have words. And he orders Kayleigh, Kayleigh out, but can't resist a smile when he thinks that she's out of you. But she does actually look back and see. When she gets back to her area at work, she's told she's late and has asked what she's been doing. It was super important, she says. Her boss says, well, I hope it was worth it, as I'm going to have to mark you as late for the third time this month. Kaylee simply smiles and just says, it was worth it. There we are. A scene, a lost scene that we never saw, uh, written by John Lush. Sadly, will never be seen. <laughs> so, uh, second part then. Uh, on the way home, uh, we start with John sniffing his hands. Obviously, still got a bit of a smell of piss. Uh, makes you wonder how many times that he hasn't washed his hands. Clearly, uh, this is pre-COVID. Not been washing his hands thoroughly for twenty seconds, and um, he urges Katie to gets in the car to um, put a seatbelt on. Uh, makes a reference to clunk click every trip. Now, this refers to a British public information film back in the 1970s. Um, Now, people, I'm gonna go a little bit dark, I'm afraid. It was originally presented by Shaw Taylor. Then in 1971, it was taken over by, I can't believe I'm gonna say these horrible words, forgive me, Jimmy Savile. Yes, Jimmy Savile. So dark connotations there, but yeah, clunk click every trip. Again, a Stone Age comment, something a lot of people um, under 35, probably, I don't know, let me know if you think I'm being unfair there, but people under 35 may well or not have never, never heard of. Um, one of the funniest adverts comes on the radio on their way home. It's a hair salon. Uh, we don't just cut your hair, we make love to it. <laughs> Which I think is absolutely brilliant, and John's facial expression is absolute treat. Um, makes you think, though. Um, if they make love to your hair, do you need a cup of tea and a fag after? um surely your hair will need more of a wash after if that's the case i don't know way above my my pay grade this kind of questioning um there's also then about, uh, about um uh, someone being depressed about lack of options about colleges and this college i think it's briddington college something like that boasts that it gets a good um, Ofsted rating, which is only one below excellent. Um, so, uh, be proud of their mediocrity there. Um, then we get, uh, a sing song, one of our first sing songs. We've got a lot of sing songs throughout the series. It's Kaylee singing to Bewitched and she starts doing her party piece, one of her party pieces, which is a Scylla Black impression. And uh, it's a fantastic impression. It's a seriously good impression. And uh, while she's saying it, yeah, I'm not going to attempt to do the accent but she says uh, me and you john we're gonna have a laura laura laughs now for those and uh, un- un- uneducated amongst you that was one of cedar black's catchphrases a laura laura laughs and i again i think it's brilliant i think it's um you know, she's making a joke of it. She's doing an impression. It's a great reference to the Black, but it's also a bit of a precursor, isn't it? It's a bit of a prediction. I mean, you're going to have a lot, a lot of laughs and um, hopefully they're going to have a lot, a lot of laughs in the next uh, weeks, months and years to come. Um, again, the adverts then really hit home on the way home here. Um, there's a... <laughs> Hello, doctor, I'm depressed and down in the dumps. You need a new shed from the shed surgery. And John makes this very good, uh, observation, um, bit of a racy comments, really. She doesn't want to shed, she wants to shag. Now, <laughs> now lockdown, uh, made me think, during lockdown, we've seen a lot of people needing a shed and, and maybe some people shedding more than ever. So perhaps it's not about dogging car share. Perhaps I've, uh, named this, uh, car, this, uh, car share podcast, which I haven't even said yet, have I? I haven't even said what the name of the, uh. Uh, the podcast is dogging and monkeys. Perhaps I've named it wrong because never mind dogging; it's all about shedding. Who needs a good shed? There we go. Um, so uh, they start talking about their their day, and um, John says he's had a little promotion; he's been put in charge of Christmas. And Kaylee very quickly makes a comment that there's 184 sleeps to Christmas. So by my reckoning, people, this is my Alan Partridge geeky moment here. That means we're almost bang halfway through the year. It's summertime. Kaylee volunteers herself to help. She loves Christmas. She says it's her favourite time of the year. And she starts singing a bit of a Christmas medley. uh, Starting with uh, Step Into Christmas driving home for Christmas and she starts grabbing his face John's face a few times again I'm no expert I'm no body language expert uh, but I have lived a bit and uh, I think it's a bit of a sure sign of affection isn't it that she's comfortable enough to touch his face perhaps couldn't resist touching his face now John hates this he freaks him out when people sing into his face he says the irony for me is that Kaylee spends a lot of the rest of the series doing just that is that a sign that it's true love here he even recalls, John, a nightmare piano story on Christmas Eve at ex's he says, when they were all singing. And uh, Kaylee says, oh, I would absolutely love that. John says at this stage, I knew you would say that. Now, again, I found that fascinating. I knew you would say that. Now, they've only really known each other a day, haven't they? Properly. I mean, we we don't know much about their interaction beforehand, but we can be pretty sure it was minimal. Um, and he sort of feels like he knows her well enough already to say, I knew you would say that. That just seems to me a strange thing to say so early on in a relationship, and it certainly shows um, how they've clicked early on. Kayleigh then asks John, we're back to relationships again, if he's courting, so she's like replicating his language Uh, again, perhaps a sign of chemistry. John says no and calls her a real nosy bitch. And again, I think that's not something that you would normally say so early on, would it? You know, you wouldn't normally call someone a a real nosy bitch in that sort of jokey way. Um, So early on, it's a real sign of being at ease with someone. He starts opening up about his ex and uh, he says uh, he met her on a train. Now, I've got to admit that that was uh, really relevant to me because I spent a lot of my single uh, days in my 20s um, on trains and always kind of had a little bit dream of meeting someone on a train. Now, once, true story, uh, pretty innocuous one. I was quite hungover. I was travelling home uh, to my parents to meet up with some old school friends for the weekend. About an hour journey normally, but three words that's guaranteed to send a shiver down a lot of people's spines rail replacement service it's the blooming bus i had to get off a train and get onto to a, a coach it was like one of those old school coaches um to to, to to complete my journey and i had a pretty big bag with me i don't even know why it's so big to be honest i put it in the hold all sat down got jacked to this lovely girl got on super super well um so much so that i almost forgot my stop um realized at the last minute run out 10 minutes later i realized i left my bag on the coach let that be a lesson for you anyway back to this i told you this is an educationist podcast um john describes how him and his ex shared a wimpy uh, again i bet some of you young people may not remember that wimpy uh mind you after lockdown we would yeah wimpy sounds great um Again, we're really building up an impression early on that John is quite a traditional man, and again, without meaning to be sexist, he seems to be quite a, a typical man. Um, so much so here that he's clearly reluctant to show his feelings and discuss his feelings because he, when talking about his girlfriend, he goes, "Oh, I was fond of her. You know, we went out for ages. <laughs> fond of her. You know, it makes it, it makes her sound like a, a pack of Mars bars, or you know." A, a, a pet dog or something. It's uh, it's quite amusing. Um, he then says he was sick on his hand in Woolworths. Again, another reference, throwback reference. Woolworths, who remembers them? The pick and mix in Woolworths, buying his CDs, singles. Oh, a lot of memories, eh? Um, he said it's food poisoning from the wimpy anyway. That's the reason he was sick. Um, Kaylee then asks if she got it. And again, in the sign of John's cheekiness, and we do see it a few times in this episode and, and later on, He just says, oh, many times, Uh, (laughs) which, uh, yeah, I don't think Katie looked too impressed with, but she she brushed brushes over here. Um, Also, he said she was a vegetarian and probably still is knowing her. Um, Again, that suggests perhaps that he isn't a fan of uh, vegetarianism. And again, it continues that image of um, John as a very uh, traditional man. Uh, then we get Kaylee's story of of her ex and that he um that she effectively was a drugs mule. And she talks about the revenge steps that she took, um, opening beers so they go off, prawns in the curtains, nail varnish on his credit card, so they get declined. And then she paints this fantastic image um of uh putting up outside the school where he worked supposedly as a car taker, uh, car taker? <laughs> car taker. It wasn't Scouse, uh, Caretaker, and playing Alanis Morissette uh, with the windows wide open. And she bursts into song at this point. Um, We hear her dulcet tones uh, singing Alanis Morissette and Ironic. Um, And then, of course, we build up to the first music video. So each episode has a music video, which I certainly will want to be reviewing as the podcast series goes on. And this is Anastasia and I'm Out of Love. And not a massive amount to say uh, about this video. There's lots of background dancers, lots of attractive male and female dancers um, in the background. And um, uh, Kaylee looks very lively, very much a performer, very confident in front of a a crowd that are... um, uh, sort of singing for her, and uh, she seems uh, yeah seems very confident. And again, a very pertinent song, I think, uh, with, with Anastasia and uh, I'm Out of Love. Perhaps that uh, says quite a lot uh, about uh, her life, perhaps right now. So, yes, and then we find out that John um, has uh, had an email from HR and the car share seems to be a success. Now, this is a bit of a... um, This can't be right, can it? Surely it's too early to tell. The car share's only started that day. Um, Anyway, Kaylee says you can change partner if you like. Um, that seems harsh, doesn't it, for a company to... Email out saying the car shares a great success, but don't worry, if you think your car share mates are twat, you can bin them off. Um uh, Katie seems to um reluctantly suggest that perhaps it is a good idea to mix it up a bit with different people. John says he wants to keep the car parking space though, and then basically eventually uh Katie confirms she is happy to share with John and what happens next is beautiful. He has John has a huge smile, and in fact the camera uh, pans to them both with a lovely smile and I think it's a very sweet moment a uh, very very sweet moment in, in in the first episode just the fact that they are both content uh to have um continue have, have have each other to continue as partners and then they're pulling up at home as the sun is setting now bearing in mind it's June I must be late at home from work you'd imagine because that would make it about half eight nine o'clock uh they pull up and uh they talk about their plans for the evening So makes you a bit hungry there, doesn't it? If you haven't had your dinner. Um, I love that, though. Um, good for you, chicken corn. Might throw on some chips. Isn't that absolutely brilliant? That's uh, where a lot of diets fall down. Um, but, yeah, uh, the episode ends uh, with John driving off. And um, as he drives off, he just gives himself a, a, a little smile. Uh, again, a fantastic moment um, in, in what I think is, is a really strong first episode. Um, I'm going to steal a little feature off... Um, uh, uh, some of the other podcasts that I've listened to so I hope you guys who are listening don't mind but uh, I want to give it a rating out of 10 hopefully I have some people to help uh, help me rate future episodes but I'm going to give it uh, a little rating out of 10 and I, I think I'm going to go for seven and a half I I think obvi- obviously being the first episode it's very hard to to, to be considered to be the best um, episode um, however it's a really strong start there's some 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 really funny moments in there um, we get to know them both very well uh, the bottle of piss over the shirt is is, is a really really funny moment um, obviously there's some great music in it yeah i think it's a strong start um, there's weaker episodes there's stronger episodes i'll go for seven and a half Guys, that's the end of my first ever podcast, my first review um, of episode one of Carshare. Bit of a pilot, see how it goes. I'm constantly thinking about potentially new ideas. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, Please, please get in contact. Um, Let me know your feedback, what you think I should do. Um, Please follow me um, on Twitter. Uh, The podcast page is at... uh, at God, how old... So ancient, I can't even uh, do the hashtags. Uh, at and dogging, at and dogging. So, monkeys and dogging uh, is, of course, the name of the podcast. I think I got it the wrong way around early on. How unprofessional is that? I'm sure I said don- dogging and monkeys, didn't I? No, no, no. It's monkeys and dogging. So, yeah, please follow me. And my personal Twitter uh, is also at john hyphen. Um, at john underscore lush i tell you what it's getting late in the night it's time for me to stop recording i think um guys it's been an absolute pleasure um i hope uh, you're all staying safe and taking care and uh, look forward to hopefully uh, speaking to you soon take care all